Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> with you yeah you got you got a problem with me i got a problem with you well what what is what is so wrong with me it's that your face. You, my stupid face <laughs> it's your face your stupid fucking what it, i don't understand you don't understand i don't understand what do you understand what do you not understand <laughs> so we watched goodfellas <laughs> we did watch goodfellas ben how are you i'm well how are you i'm good what happened for you this week um i worked great um i hung out and spooned with my dog great and i wish i could have been included in that <laughs> it doesn't really work that way it doesn't i'm sorry i need to give you guys space thank for that you. thank you for that yeah yeah um i was in trader joe's i think three different times because that i i live at trader joe's did you really go three times this i week? may have gone three times this week in the last seven how days. much food do we eat we eat a lot of food guys okay we had a good workout today, though, so I we feel did. like we earned it. Yeah. There were some noisy Nellies. Yeah, some... so we did a rowing class today, because we usually do rowing on Saturdays. Yes. And there was this one friggin' dude. No, it was a couple. Like, Well, I don't know if they were a couple. I think that they were on a date. Oh. I think that they were on a date, and so he was trying to like, like be all Mr. Smartass. Oh, yeah, okay. and so like right. the whole time he's just being like, so what's your favorite food on a Sunday? Oh, really? Is that what he was I like? I think that's what uh, it was. Because these two were talking the entire class. I'm on like the opposite side of the room. I was like two. I was like Megan's two like, away from right him, next if to that. that. And I could hear them the entire time, like over yeah. the music, over the instructor. And at the end, when there's this whole like big stretching thing, he's like, "So what do you want to do after right. this? Like, Have I you got... seen Avatar?" I'm uh, like, so "This is not." I got so <laughs> mad. I went. Shh. And the girl next to me went, you're so rude. She was just. <laughs> Wait, she was, you're so rude to you? No, no, no. To the, to the rude couple. Oh. <laughs> so she, she was just waiting for she someone to say something. She was just waiting for She's someone like, else so to have rude. permission got so it, that she it, could it. chew them out as well. Oh, that's amazing. And then she looks at me and she's like, the whole class, the whole class. It's so um, So. Other than that, I also had an interesting experiment this week. Oh. I tried pain-free waxing. Oh, that's right. Which was one of the most so this came in the mail painful folks. things. It didn't even have instructions it in it. It looked like a bag of purple M and M's. That's it what did. I thought. Like the mini M and M's, though. Yeah, you know that used to come in little plastic tubes. Right. And that's what I thought you had. I'm like, ooh, candy. And I'm like, this. This doesn't what smell is this? like this candy. Looks weird. <laughs> and Megan's like, oh, it's wax. It's, it's wax pain. in a bag. I'm like, it's this is fucking stupid so i saw it was like two bucks whatever i was <laughs> whatever. like i'll try it so of course i <laughs> two waited bucks, how could it not work? i waited to make sure that ben wasn't home when i did it because i knew it was going to be i'm really glad you didn't i well i i would have called an ambulance or something. yeah i was or i would have just left so just don't just do it even though you see all those things on there for sophia wax it's like pain-free waxing and people are like ripping shit off and they're like any such oh thing. it's fine no because you're ripping hair out of your body out of your body right. that's not and it's and it's usually hot wax, right? You know that you let dry, right? And congeal, yes. And then you rip it off, yeah. No, I mean my armpits aren't going to look great for another <laughs> week, and then I'm going to go back to shaving. Anyways, that's that's our week. Yep. Uh, and actually, um, before we get started today, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that we have an unofficial sponsor, mm -hmm. which is very exciting, very just exciting. for this episode. Yep. Um, it's uh, Michelin toilet seat covers. Uh. 
No, wait. Michelle Lynn. Michelle Lynn toilet seat covers. She makes the toilet seat covers? Uh, she, I think it's, yeah, it's a gal named Michelle Lynn. She so. does it in her basement. And uh, Michelle Lynn toilet seat covers, it was given five stars um, by Golden Throne magazine. Those aren't stars. Those aren't stars. No, they're, they're all puckered. Okay, and then, uh, so... Uh, oh, they're brown stars. Okay. Oh. So it was uh, highly rated by Golden Throne magazine. Uh, Michelle Lynn. Toilet seat covers. Oh, the places you'll go. Thank you for sponsoring Thanks, Michelle, this man. episode. Um, so today we are talking about... Goodfellas. Not the Goodfellas. Not, not the Goodfellas. It's not the Goodfellas. Which sounds like a doo-wop band. It's just Goodfellas. <laughs> it's not a sequel to Jersey Boys. Okay. As it turns out. I was like, I thought for, I, I'm pretty sure I was saying to people, <laughs> yeah, we're watching The Goodfellas. <laughs> so it made me look even like more of a jerk than I normally do. Talk. Talk. But there is music like that in this movie. Yeah, because I actually it starts in really love the so. music in this. Yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Um, tell me about who directed it, who's in it. Uh, so apparently we're on this Marty Scorsese kick, because mm-hmm. this is our second Scorsese movie in a row. But Martin Scorsese directed a uh, screenplay by Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pileggi, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Okay. But it's based on a book called Wise Guys, which Pileggi also wrote, oh. which is about the actual events of the lead of Ray Liotta's character. So this is based uh, on yeah, a true story? Based on a very true oh, story. Oh, I didn't know so that. They actually went into witness protection, oh. like all of that. So, yeah. So this covers 25 years of this Irishman's sort of rise and fall in the New York Mafia. Which I'm sorry, <clears throat> Ray Liotta does not look Irish. He uh, he was 35 when they started filming, and <laughs> his character starts out as a 21-year-old when yeah. he first shows up in the movie. That um, did not, that did yeah. not read for me. Uh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, again, Henry Hill and his rise. And- Which I thought, for I thought at first Henry Hill, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's a code name. It's from, from the music the man. The music man? I literally <laughs> thought that. He's selling I was boy like, dance Oh my God, that's bar. so cute. He gave himself a nickname of Henry, <laughs> Henry. Hill because he wants to be a con man someday. It's he wants to be suitcase. a gangster. Right. I was, I was so enthralled with that and I was like, Oh, that's his name. But he doesn't know the territory. He well, I mean, he's gonna have trouble. <laughs> right here in New York, New York City. New York City. Yep, that works. Right. That rhymes. That beat. That that. Uh, so one thing I will say: the opening scene. I really regret that we were eating chicken nuggets and ketchup. <laughs> For that opening scene, because it's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, I mean, what I, it's it, there's some levity to it though, because they're they're driving and they're they're about to go bury this dead body out in the freaking right know, upstate New York. Right. And they hear this thumping, and they're like, "Do we? What do we get that? a flat tire? Do we? Do we hit a do bird?" Hit, and they're like, What's... "Oh, oh, no, da, 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 no, pull over. over." You know, it's a body in the, <laughs> the back guy's of the still alive. Rock's still alive. And the actor playing the the guy who who's in the trunk um, is actually the same guy that Joe Pesci beat up in Raging Bull. Right. Joe Pesci also kicks his ass <laughs> in this movie. It just never ends. I bet Scorsese called him like, "Hey, uh, do you, you mind having you your want, ass do you kicked do this again? again? You know, because I, know it's I been feel 10 like years. you did really good at it before. I just yeah. want to make sure you can still exercise those muscles of yeah. having your ass handed to you." <laughs> 
So really quickly, let's do the plot. What's the the just remember that little. Yeah, I guess I guess a little a little excerpt of it, but uh, as told by IMDb, the story of Henry Hill and his life in the mob, covering his relationship with his wife Karen Hill and his mob partners Jimmy Conway, played by Robert De Niro, and Tommy DeVito, played by Joe Pesci, in the Italian American crime syndicate. Okay. Boom. So it's about his life. It's about his life, his marriage, and his ties, uh, his relationships uh, with De Niro and Pesci. Paul Sorvino plays sort of the, the head of... Polly? Of the of the mom. Paul, Polly. Thank okay. You. Who actually went to AMDA, which is the school really? he went to. He's an AMDA New York grad. So. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know. Um, so what, I think what we did before was good news, bad news. Mm-hmm. So we, but we did bad news first. Something that we didn't like about the movie or something that we could pick at. Right. And then we talk about good news. Right. So if you, if there's anything that you didn't really care about in the movie, uh, what would you, what would you say? I forgot how long it's this movie is. So we started it long. <laughs> we started it at like eight thirty, and this was like the special edition. It's on Netflix right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I recommend this movie to anyone. But oh it's yeah, like like but free up some time, settle you know? in, yeah. get an entire pizza, right? Not just a slice. We started at like eight thirty, eight forty-five, and I just forgot how long the movie was. So it didn't yeah. get over until like eleven thirty. Oh was my. Like, it was exhausting it's it's an exhausting movie to watch just right because it covers 25 years from 1955 to 1980 i believe yeah yeah so and like ben pointed out from what we when we watched raging bull how i was like oh we don't know anything about his backstory it's like right well here's all well, here of the go. backstory other than like you know it starts with ever since i could remember ever since i was a little kid i always wanted to be yeah a it starts out when he was like boom yeah, and then 10. you're dropped right into when he's what 10 or 11 years old yeah and you get all of the backstory for henry hill uh, his family, how he came up in the like it gives I get like the the opening for the establishing all the all the history of the character. It's like twenty minutes and it's it's actually cued, I think, beginning and ending with mm-hmm. with specific music. So you get your like twenty oh, minutes I of didn't backstory. Even notice that. There's okay. forty three different songs. In Are this you movie. serious? Scorsese thought about every single one like three years before filming and he just wrote them down. He kept a running list. He ended up with 43 different songs in this movie. Well, that's why I liked it so much. There well, were so many different so songs. It does. You know? So it was uh, really well yeah, done. I love that that, that that like that music was a reflection. Right. But we're not talking about that right then. Right so, so would you the, please the stay on point? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm taking away audience. your LaCroix. Please don't take away my LaCroix. I have jelly beans too. I know you do. <laughs> would you like me? <laughs> popcorn last week i feel like this is like gonna be my thing i'm always just gonna have it's like brad pitt notions 11 i was always eating no which was like his character thing he's like all right so i'm good looking i just want to i just want to eat eat all the time that's my character choice so okay so you didn't like the length of the movie uh, but that's nitpicky um to me i know but uh to me ray liotta always seemed like such an oddball casting decision Mm -hmm. um I don't think they wanted him originally. Oh, really? I forget who they wanted because he wasn't really that well known. Mm-hmm. So the producers were like, Ray Liotta, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. But Scorsese really was pulling for him. But truth be told, he wasn't like really the first choice either. Right. But he he met Ray Liotta and realized how like reserved and observant he was, which is true to Henry Hill's character, mm-hmm. like who he really is. So he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, this guy's perfect. So Ray Liotta always seemed like an oddball casting choice, but actually watching it this time mm-hmm. totally won me over. Really? Yeah. I, d- I just... 
I don't know. Maybe I just haven't seen that much of his work. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what an interesting actor to cast in this lead role. Um, I know that Al Pacino originally was offered De Niro's role, but he turned it down. Okay. Which he later regretted. Shut up! But yeah, I always thought Ray Liotta was just kind of like, huh. Right. What a milk toast sort of casting choice. Yeah. But he's phenomenal in this movie. I feel maybe maybe it's his best work. Um, yeah, but again, nitpicky stuff. Right. This movie's voted like in the top 10 of so many 100 best movies lists. Gene I Siskel think it was Rod- another 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert called it the best movie in 1990. Um, Gene Siskel said it was actually a better gangster movie than The Godfather. Really? Yeah. He said it was the okay. best movie about organized crime. So if you know somebody that likes gangster movies and they <laughs> haven't seen this, yeah. they should probably watch, watch it. Watch Goodfellas. Um, I, okay, so I totally agree with you that it was so long. It was a long I think the same thing happened in Last Jedi where I looked at my watch a couple times. Oh, did you really? And it's not because, again, well, that's not true for Last Jedi. <laughs> it's not because, again, that I didn't, it wasn't a well-made movie. It's just so long. It's the Titanic of gangster movies. Yeah, it's it is. It's so long. yeah. yeah. And I don't know. There were a couple of times I found myself phasing out of it. Yeah. And like wanting to go. It check was my late phone. though. It was kind of. It was kind of late at night. Like it was a twenty-hour. I day don't for know. Me but how often though do you go? You know what? It's two p.m. and I'm gonna watch a long-ass movie. <laughs> I don't do that all that often. That's I'm like, true. I want to make sure I'm well awake and attentive for this long-ass movie. Right. So that was the thing. I I didn't. I wish it had been shorter. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like they. I can't blame them for it because they covered so much of his life. Yes. Since there was so much to cover and where this man started and how he ended, mm. that's, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. The only other thing, I, uh, okay, so I too was not really terribly fond of Ray Liotta, mm. but then the thing that actually kind of won me over about it was not necessarily Ray Liotta. I don't know if he watched the footage of the <clears> kid but I could just see his little glimpses as a shy, as a shy kid yeah. come through even as he was going through his demise as a gangster. Yeah, absolutely. Like Absolutely. So it was like uh, halfway through I was like, I don't know about this guy. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm I'm rooting for this right. awful person. Yeah. But But he's not like Tommy and Jimmy. He's no. not like De Niro or Pesci. And two okay, so there was actually one more thing. I not to make the movie longer because we don't want to make it longer. No, right. But I was sad that we saw the parents just for a little bit right at the start, and yeah. then we never heard from them again. Well, we see uh, Lorraine Bracco's mom um, when they bail him out of jail. No, I meant I meant for the for Henry Hill. Oh, for Henry's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's something where it's like we just they just well he in gets the immersed in this gangster life, and so since they're like this Irish family, I think half Irish, half Italian. Okay. Yeah, his mother's Italian and his dad's right, Irish. Right, yeah. And so maybe uh, his dad, I don't know, maybe just shunned him or something, I don't know. Because his dad couldn't handle the fact that Henry was actually doing better in life than he was. Oh, that's what that age. is. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was just mad at him because he was like, oh, you're becoming a gangster, you're sullying our good name. That, I, I didn't mean, think that it was, he was like... What a horrible place this is, it's not fair! Rocket, you're not having any of those jelly beans. I have my jelly beans. I, I think part of it's like, yeah, I took a bunch of beatings from my dad, but, you know, truth be told, I was making more money than him, and so... Interesting. I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Okay, so what do you really love about this movie? I love the way it's shot, um, because it's like, it's it's got such a great energy to the cinematography, mm-hmm. and even watching, probably watching Raging Bull, you saw some of those 
those Scorsese close-ups mm-hmm. where they like they they start from like a medium shot, then they sort of rake right yeah. in to the action. So was that similar to what they do in Jaws? I don't know if it's there, like there, a there's that weird movie. like shot thing. There were a couple of times when they were at the diner. I was like, "Oh, that's the Jaws shot," <laughs> the Jaws even though shot? I haven't seen Jaws yet. Oh so. no, that's on. It's on the list. Um, so it's shot. It's shot beautifully. The acting is top notch. Um, it's it's a male heavy cast, but yes. I have to give absolute props to the women in this movie, particularly Lorraine Bracco, who plays his uh, Ray Liotta's wife, um, Karen. Karen. She is so. She she grew up in Brooklyn. Oh, did you can she? Kinda, yeah, you can kind of tell this. She's not Jewish herself, but she grew up a lot around a lot of Jewish families. Uh-huh. And I feel like she just found a really good connection to the character. Like, she just got who Karen was. Right. Because Karen is a character who's not totally innocent in this movie, even though right. she's, like, she's abused and, like, Henry's cheating on her. She's put upon. and Right. But at the same time... She figures out that he's a fucking gangster, and, and she just goes it. along with it. Yep. She's like, it was kind of a turn on, like, right. You know? So she's not completely innocent, which I kind of liked. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, she just made, and of course, it's based on a real person, so right. I feel like she was able to just flesh that out a little bit. But she's such a powerhouse in this movie, and unexpected. Like looking at her, I was like, I did not expect for her to just all of a sudden like blow up the screen. Yeah, she's just she came across as just sort of this you know, mousy, dowdy brunette that's pissed off that she's getting stiffed on a first date. She felt like she was going to be overshadowed by, you know, you have De Niro and Pesci and Ray right. and um, she felt like she was going to be overshadowed by these actors. Mm-hmm. And Scorsese just said, just imagine that Karen is the movie star of the group. And so Bracco felt like she actually had to bring her work up because she didn't want to get overshadowed by these actors. So she felt like she had to kick it up a notch to make her work actually matter in the movie so i feel like that's why in every scene she's just there yeah and everything's like high stakes but she she is actually my favorite part of the movie really yeah she interesting i just i love i love the duality of of her character like well because and again abused wife in a way but also like condoning her husband's life because they have a lot of money and she likes expensive things right she loves to she treats her house like a showroom you know that kind of thing and she my god yeah. The fucking, what was it, the 80s, where their house, like, Where, like, the wall insane. opens up, and it's got, like, a reel-to-reel. Yeah. And, like, like oh a my 16 God, inch the TV, furniture, the and the furniture, shoulder uh, pads. It's like a weird shades lounge. I could like not get over that. Floral pattern. And, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the costuming in this movie, because they go through the 50s, 60s, 70s, and then in 1980, I think. Um, right. The, the shot at the Copacabana, of course... The, the the single oh, the, that's the steady right. cam shot how long is that shot i don't know i th- i think timed out it's yeah. probably close to 2 minutes 2 minutes it's got to be close to 2 minutes and they had to do it 7 times cuz i think the actor who's playing the comedian up on stage forgot his lines are you <laughs> That would make me so mad because that's like the last. You rehearse thing. for days. That's the you last rehearse thing for days. Because they start out on the with, street yeah. and they go down out of the car, through the kitchen, the stairs, and then it you got ends people with bringing the them drinks. So they literally did all of that. They probably got all of that right, mm-hmm. and then one asshole. <laughs> there had to be somebody though. I mean, he was. So, I'm sure he was so nervous. I don't like, care. Do your job. <laughs> <laughs> Although now watch me like you know the next gig that I get right. I'd be like uh, 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 I'm the comedian from Goodfellas I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
I, what kept sticking out to me, yes, like the acting was incredible. Yet again, Joe Pesci, like. Stole the show. He's an incredible actor. And most of his stuff, they, they did rehearsals for the scenes, of course, mm-hmm. but the rehearsals were mostly improvised. And Scorsese watched the rehearsals, picked out what he liked, mm-hmm. and then he and uh, Pelleggi wrote the script and the dialogue between the characters based on their improvisation. But oh. Joe Pesci has, like, in this movie especially, there's such an effortlessness to, to what he does and yeah. who he is and how he acts in this movie. But all of his lines still sound like improv. Yeah. And I bet a lot of it was. Yeah. Like that, oh, like what? I'm funny like a clown. I'm like funny I to you? Like you. I'm funny to you? That whole scene, it Ray Liotta and Pesci knew about it. Like they rehearsed it, but all no the other one actors, else did. Yeah. So <gasps> all these reactions that they have are like, what the fuck? Oh my is gosh, right that's fantastic. Right. I mean, uh, that's mean, but it's but that's still, fantastic. But still, like, you get all these reactions from but, the like, other actors. But, like, Joe Pesci's, and it almost, I really like, though, too, because I was worried. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be the same characters from Raging Bull. But it wasn't. It oh. was like, they he just ratcheted it up a notch. Like, looking <clears> at Joe Pesci as a person, he does not seem terribly intimidating. <clears throat> he seems like if he hadn't opened his mouth, he just seems like a squatty bodega guy. <laughs> like, he's not, just looking at him, he is not so physically make you a bacon terrifying. Right. But <clears throat> man, his, his presence, it, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I always felt the need, his character always had to, like, overcompensate. Because he's he gets very violent. In this he movie. does. Yeah, he, he like disturbingly right. violent. Right. Yeah, he can dish it out, but he can't take it. Right. That kind of. And so the other thing that I really loved too was, like you said, the sound and the costuming and the art direction. Mm-hmm. Like this entire world, not only was it you know done where it's like, oh yeah, clearly they're in the fifties. It was so there was so much detail to mm-hmm. it, and I think the word we keep on using is just so much care. Yeah. Done. Um, like there would be little things that would happen. Like for example, uh, Ray Liotta, um, Henry Hill at one point is talking to someone. So he's married to Karen. Mm -hmm. Karen is Jewish. He's Christian, I think. So they got married and I noticed that he was wearing a necklace because he was wearing a cross, which on the first date, she's like, you need to hide that. My mom can't see my, my mother can't see that. You need to hide that right now. And so I noticed that he was wearing the cross, but then he had the Star of David as well. Oh, He had both on. Yeah. Which I really, that was just a little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, I don't know. They, yeah, there were just tons of little things that I really appreciated about it that made the world so real. Yeah. And I mean. The, the, the actors too. I mean, De Niro was so incredibly obsessed with accuracy for getting Jimmy right that you see that dinner scene at Pesci's mom's house where he's putting ketchup on his oh spaghetti God, and where he yes. turns the bottle upside down and twists it. Yes. That's how he found out that's how Jimmy actually you served serious? his ketchup. Which so. I love too, that they're literally going inside. They're having dinner at like what? 2 a.m. or something. And, then and just, the mom's like, where have you been? I've been worried sick about you. Where have you been? We're and about to go bury a There's body. a body in the back <laughs> in of the, the car. <laughs> and they're like, let's have some pasta. And the lady who plays Pesci's mom is actually Scorsese's mother. Oh, cute. So, so the other thing that I was going to say that I, I just had a lot of fun with Mm -hmm. was there are so many actors in this that later on, like, as I'm watching, I'm like, I know that person. Mm -hmm. Like there was one girl who's the girlfriend later on that helps Henry Hill with the Coke, Coke, the Coke dealing thing. She's in empire records, Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me. And then fucking Samuel L. Jackson is in this. Yeah, for like five hot minutes. Like and he's like tall, skinny Sam Jackson when he's like still a New York theater actor. Yeah, and just this scrawny this. little like <laughs> right. twig of a guy. Shut the fuck up! 
This is after coming to America, bank robber. What? Do you remember that? And coming no. to America was Eddie Murphy. Yes. He plays the robber who comes in with a shotgun. I don't remember that. Oh, you that. don't remember that? Oh, I don't oh, remember that so part. Good. So Jackson got, he started off as a New York stage actor, but he got a lot of New York film work. And that's right. How he, that's how he started. That's crazy. Yeah. There was another guy who was the Coke dealer, mm-hmm. and I was like, his face looks so familiar to me. And sure enough, he was in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. He plays Henry's connection to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I meant in Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, He's yeah, the Silver Linings Playbook. Right. For the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, or for the Cowboys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And I was like, oh my God, they're yeah, in another movie yeah. together. You never know. Um, that. So that was. Yeah. Okay, right. good boy. I had a couple of random questions. Why do people put guns in their pants? There's a pocket right there. <laughs> and, like, there was even one point when Karen put the gun in her panties. Her panties I'm like, yeah. there is no way you could walk at all right. without it falling out. Well, or... and then she, like, cinches her robe around her. And, uh, I don't this care. This is after she dumps 10,000 uh, yeah, into the toilet. into the toilet. <laughs> Other thing, too, that you and I talked about was how there are a lot of movies that have taken a page from this book. Like, you mentioned I, Tanya. Yes. And we don't really get, we don't really get anyone, like, talking to the camera we yes we, we do well at the end which scared the crap out of right. me right when the fourth wall finally broke when like the he last two ray liotta looks at the camera i'm like he sees me he's like oh oh yeah put- it, it changed really quick but that doesn't happen until the end of the movie but right. again just with like the ferocity of how it's shot of how mm-hmm. the story moves forward mm-hmm. and you're getting ray liotta's narrative throughout the entire thing right i feel like uh, again a movie like i tanya pulled from those kinds of ideas yeah and the other one i thought of too was um wolf of wall street yes that reminded me an awful lot of wolf of wall street as well which again that was similar to i tanya there was more fourth wall breaking early on and consistently through right but the same idea of there is a constant narrative going on Mm -hmm. and just the yeah veracity of that's a great quotes veracity is a great word for this movie yeah but it also like it it romanticizes the mob life a little bit, but the mob life is also very much a reality here in New York City. Like, it actually does exist. There actually are five families. Of, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, mob bosses, the five families actually do exist in New York. They're not called the mafia. Is that like, is there a Disneyland <laughs> mob area you can go to in New York I'm to sure visit? Maybe it could be like a tourist attraction. Like, is there like, that would be amazing you pay your token and then mm-hmm. they, you go through the turnstile right and, and you get to decide it's like instead you get of, to decide which family you want to join exactly you right. have to pick and you get a sweatshirt right at the store and they all have their different family. colors you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing and then like occasionally the, they were the, the big excitement instead of the fireworks at the end of the day mm-hmm. at disneyland is someone gets murdered and you right. just don't know and you get who to watch is. like amphitheater style yes they pick someone out of the audience interactive theater is vastly underrated back, it is it is so it it doesn't romanticize it but again this is the way this is the way people live like he, he's always commenting on people like yeah people who work like nine to five jobs who make barely right. any money he's like i made 40 grand a week and mm-hmm. i just i blew it all on on booze and on gambling mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing and like just wrapping your head around that kind of lifestyle right that's what normal is to them and commenting on how pesci's about to be made a made man in yeah. the family they said Henry Hill couldn't be made because he's only half Italian. Right. But the five families in real life actually switched that. And I think 2004 was when they really? all convened and said, if you can prove your father is from Italian descent, your mother doesn't have to be, but if your father's from Italian descent, then you can be a made man. Well, that's sexist. Yeah. I thought so too. Did you really? 
No, no. Okay. But once you said that, then you... then I thought it. <laughs> so that statement is partially true. <laughs> I now, thought so too. Just now, now I think that. <laughs> uh, no, and that was another thing. How do you keep track of all of these rules? <laughs> On Wednesdays, we wear pink. How do you, like, like, okay, so you can't, you have to be 100% Italian in order to be made. Yeah. You, you can't have more than one person talking to Polly at once. It has to go to one person, to another person, to the one of the few people that he trusts. Right. And then there was a whole other thing about, like, yeah, you I mean, really, <laughs> there are a lot of rules. It's, like, worse than a, a seven-course dinner. You, which spoon do I use? <laughs> The spoon is cold, so it's for what? This spoon is it's, cold, so it's it is not for, for soup. This is for gelato. This is for gelato at the end. Right. But again, you get to know a lot about like the day to day of what it is to be in the mob. Right. You know, like to to make this kind of existence. Right. But these are also like people with families and yeah. you know people who go to church oh, and yeah. who are like uh, like it was kind of like Robin <clears throat> Hood, except we kill more people. Like when Henry beats his first rap like yeah. when they clearly pay off the judge and they're like oh my god you uh, did exactly what you needed to do and that's when you De Niro popped tells your him cherry. That, right so there's like you popped your chair everyone's like they're clapping for him yeah and, yeah and he learns the two important rules of like never read out your friends and always keep your mouth shut which are right. the top which are the first two rules you know of being in the mafia i guess which so. to me too <clears> is confusing because i'm like okay but if you don't what if you're trying not to rat out your friends you but you don't want to but going see, I I make a terrible gangster. You'd be so bad. I'm I'm so indecisive. You'd be dead in the first we week. walked into grape papaya hot dogs and I couldn't decide what to get. Beef or turkey. That's really all you need I to couldn't and decide. And do you want like a mango smoothie I, to go with that? I don't know. Or sauerkraut? I would make a terrible gangster. You just walk in there and say a turkey dog. They would and they would I have a feeling that they would be so nice to be like, You're really sweet. But this is not for you. We can tell this is way over your head. Yes. <laughs> Killing people is a Go bit to the out of your league. Grace Papaya. Try we to, your no, oh, we're talking about Grace Papaya. Da, oh, oh, you were talking about being a ordering gangster. hot dogs is out of my league. That, so ordering hot so dogs. So then McDonald's is the will be a minefield. Being the, that being is a whole other. <laughs> you just freeze up at the drive-through. I just. Ma'am. What? Can I take your order? Uh. I don't know it. What kind of sodas do you have? Uh, I don't, what? Ma'am, this is the manager. This is clearly way over your head. Can you just, <laughs> Burger King's right down the road. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, okay, so then I'm going to try something really quick. While you take a look at the trivia. Okay. So a few trivia points. Um, again, Ray Liotta was offered the role of Harvey Dent in the 89 Batman. Really? But turned it down to do this, which would have been interesting to see Ray Liotta play Harvey Dent, but Harvey Dent really didn't have that much of a role in the 89 Batman. Not really. Billy Dee later Williams on, I mean, yeah. Yeah, later on, like Batman Forever, kind yeah. of, but even in The Dark Knight. Um, but yeah, I thought that was that was interesting. His tie to the 89 Batman, which is one of my favorites. Right. My second favorite Batman movie. The MPA ordered 10 frames of blood be removed from the film, before it could get an R rating. Whoa! It's pretty violent. Like, when there's violence in this movie, it gets it gets kind of so real. So here, I thought that Raging Bull was more bloody, but I thought this was more violent. Yeah, there's a lot of beatdowns in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and people are getting, like... Shot left and right. Right, right. So, uh, early on in the movie, Karen confronts Henry and says, 
what do you think your Frankie Valley is some big shot or something? And she's referring to the lead singer of the Four Seasons. Right. Like Henry, the band had ties to the mob. The Four Seasons actually had ties to the mob. What? And a member of the mob, specifically Tommy DeVito, who's played by Joe Pesci. So the Four Seasons, next time you listen to the Four Seasons, just know that they had mob ties. But so, I think so did Sinatra. And like, this is how people actually did business. If you go back to the beginning of the movie, like all the cops are on the take. But this is how people live and how people did business. And still do business. Jeez. Oh, okay. How many times do you think fuck was used in this film? It's used, I think, every like 2.2 seconds. Okay. At least it, that's how it times out. I want to say 473. Not quite. It's not that's, quite? It's not that much. No, oh. it's not that much. Well, like around 400. Uh, it says, in all, the expletives and its many colorful <clears> derivatives <throat> are used 300 times, Woo! making it the 12th most F-bomb-laden <laughs> film ever <laughs> released. The script only called for the F-word to be used 70 times. <laughs> I'm sure... Like, between Pesci and De Niro. Right. They just came up with all the rest of the fucks. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Bob. Oh, Uncle Bob! So, so we're recording We're recording the podcast right now. I'm going to put you on speakerphone so you can tell your Joe Pesci story. Okay, so hang on just a second. All right. You can have to oh, yeah, swear. swear. Yeah, we, we've awesome. noted this podcast has expletives and is is not good for little tykes. <laughs> So the so the reason we want the Joe Pesci story is because we're uh, we're doing a review of Goodfellas, um, which we okay. which we watched last night, and Megan's like, oh my gosh, he has such a good Joe Pesci story. So anyhow, that, yeah. that's why. Well, it, yeah, it kind of fits right in because he he kind of fell right into his character uh, in the sequence um, <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. So what was the setup like? What? How did you meet him? How did that happen? So. Uh, guy I lived with in Chicago out of college for three years, one of my best friends, uh, ended up moving from Chicago to L.A., uh, was a member of Lakeside Country Club, which is in Toluca Lake, which is right off of the uh, Universal Studios, you know. Oh, oh yeah. okay. And so I was out visiting him uh, and golfing with him and uh, his uncle, <laughs> and we were in the bar of the clubhouse after our round of golf, sitting at a at a table, a four top, and I guess his uncle knows Joe very well, you know, spends time with him, and so she came up to the table specifically just to talk to my friend's uncle, um, and that's that's where we met. Oh, nice. And so now, did you just start rattling off jokes to try <laughs> to, like, get him to laugh, or how? No, no, I, I originally asked him if he knew some guys from the floor, because I had heard that he knew some of the guys from the floor, and he kind of didn't, didn't know or didn't engage in somebody that I, you know. But the, the more he sat and, and was standing up, holding a big martini, right, talking to uh, my buddy's uncle, <laughs> and then it, it got to be that, like, this is going to be a longer conversation, so he sat down. Oh, yeah, so he's standing there, so you can imagine, you're at a, a four-top table. Right. And the spot to my left is empty, and that's where Joe's standing and, and sits down. And again, sits down with his kind of back shoulder to me. But when he set his glass down, he set it to the right of, of my wallet and my cash. Oh, okay. So his, drink, his drink was between 
my cash in my wallet. Oh, okay. And again, he's not looking at me. He's kind of got his right shoulder turned, so he's not even, you know. And I reach over and grab my cash and my wallet, and I move it a little bit. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't, I don't know why I didn't move it all the way, right away. <laughs> and then I grab it, and I move it a little bit again, and then I grab it a third time and move it in front of me, and, you know, so his drink's not between them anymore. And as soon as it got in front of me, he stops, and he turns and looks at me, and he goes, Hey, can I ask you a question? I go, I go, sure, Joe. Anything. He goes, why the fuck you keep moving your money? <laughs> you fucking money? <coughs> you think I'm going to steal your money? <laughs> and he's got a golf hat on. And with that, he takes his golf hat off and starts hitting me like a good fellow's team. <laughs> you motherfucker, you think I take your money? You <laughs> and were your friends just <laughs> well, laughing their asses at me with his golf hat. I'm like, yo, whoa, Joe. Joe, I just won that money on the golf course. I mean, that's important money to me. He's like, ah, you got me there. He goes, but that's not money. And he pulls out, like, you know, I, you know, you hate to be stereotypical, but Italian guys from the East Coast with a roll, yeah. with a rubber band on it. Right, a roll of cash. You know, a roll of money. Right. <laughs> and he's like, now that's a roll of money. <laughs> you got me there, too. Oh, man. So he really warmed up to me then. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, we sat there for probably, I don't know, two or three hours um, having cocktails, having a nice time. And every joke I tried to tell him, he's like, kid, I've heard them all. <laughs> and he, 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 he fired the punchline. And I'd be like, son of a bitch, I know a thousand jokes. I spent four years on the floor of the mercantile exchange. I, I got to know a joke that he doesn't know. Couldn't pull one out. Oh, man. Ma'am. Wow. That's amazing. That's fantastic. That, that just made this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bob, you just made this podcast. <laughs> so, so I got that going for me. I, you know, I, I know if I ever see Joe Pesci again, I can repeat the story. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. You had a, you had a kid from Chicago. Oh, yeah. 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 You thought I was going to steal your money. Yeah, you thought I was going to steal your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Can I ask you a question? I know. Can I ask you a question? Like, like I thought he was going to ask me, you know, what bus you take to get to Universal Studios. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, that's great. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna let you go because we got to wrap this up. But um, hey, wait a second before you go. What? Before, before you go, sometime this year I'm gonna do uh, a little manja rub commercial. All right. Here's my hook. You know what? Uh, I think it's they're the Chevy commercials, and they start off with real people, not actors. Right. Right. So my hook is going to be real actors, not people. <laughs> just your, <laughs> then, you, then your reaction to like just eating some shrimp or something. <laughs> but way over the top. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> That's brilliant. Not people. Yeah, so if anyone out there uh, is a chef or not even a chef, just likes to cook, um, my Uncle Bob has the most amazing rub. It's so good. And he's got a couple of different ones. It's called Manja. And he actually has a, uh, you've got a web series, right? Where you do, or, you, or is it a podcast? It's, it's more like a, a webcast. Yeah, manja.tv. Okay. And uh, the uh, the rub is available there. There's uh, 
Um, I'm going to recap. Last year, I had a theme for the whole year to try to eat 300 different foods. Whoa. And uh, I actually reached my goal. Nice. What? Yeah, I will say that I allowed different varieties of a food to count, right? So there's hundreds of varieties of tomatoes or potatoes or sure. carrots. Or, sure, sure. Right. Still, I yeah. had 300 different foods last year, and uh, I'm going to recap that Monday night on Manja TV. Awesome. Great. So what's the what's the website again? Manja, M-A-N-G-I-A, dot TV. I love the word manja. Like Italians, like it just flows, right? Manja. But <laughs> just... Americans, like when I had the food cart, and they'd come up, and they'd go, what is that mangia? <laughs> that mangia. <laughs> I'll take some of that. Mangia. And I, I immediately was like, it's like a dude continent, like only guys. <laughs> like only guys can. <laughs> so, sorry, this is the mangia. Sorry, honey, you can't have this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be stranded on the continent of Mangia. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, we're happy to plug that we and will. yeah, that's that's amazing. All right. All right. Well, Bye. I love Bye. Yeah, I love Thanks, you. Bob. We'll see you later. Love you too. See okay. you guys. Bye. Bye. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. I knew I knew something happened. <laughs> can I ask could, you something? Can I ask you a question? Why the fuck you keep moving your money? You think I'm going to steal your money? Just keep fucking whacking him with his hat. Oh my god! And you can see that too. I can see that oh, clear, clear as, as day. day. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyways, anyhow, I don't know if we can go further than that. But no, let's this, wrap it up. Yeah. So I would recommend this. This is not good for a first date. This is not good for late at night. <laughs> this is probably one of those ones. Again, it's it's good for people who, honestly, I would say people who are in the business that want to yet again see a masterpiece it's a martin scorsese movie i mean it it the man is one of our great american movie making treasures right and he has such a craft and such such an attention to detail for for what he does who he casts yeah um he has such an appreciation and i would say borderline romanticism with the new york mob Anything related I think to like New York? Yeah, like he just has a same love thing with for New, New York, York and like, especially for like the dark history of New yes, York. Yes, very much. so. I think that's what it is, because then that also makes sense why Gangs of New York shows yeah, up again. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So anyway, it's it's a movie that doesn't really need our seal of approval, but no. it's definitely like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, like if you have nothing to do at two o'clock, like if there's or if it's like a rainy day. Yeah, and you really want to like, man, I just want to, I want to <laughs> feel, I want to. Yeah. You know, it, like get, visceral, it's a visceral movie. Visceral movie. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly right. Yeah, it's just it's fun. It's so much fun it's to surprising. kind of go on this journey. Yeah, surprising, uh, heartfelt. You actually, you can actually relate and empathize with these characters, yeah. even with what they're doing and the life that they live, which to most of us can be like extremely fucked up. Yeah. But you're like, no, this is their this is their life. Yeah. This is what they do. So that's our that's this week's episode. So I think next episode I have. Can, let's not do another Martin Scorsese one. Let's not. We're gonna bridge away from Martin Scorsese. I have a friend of mine who I went to school with who is a horror movie aficionado. Do we need to watch more Blood? I don't know. I don't want to watch more Blood. Can okay. We, maybe can we push that out like two weeks? Well, but, but she's gonna pick the movie for us, so we will uh, we'll let you know maybe next week what she picks. Oh, okay. And then the week after that, we can crack into the horror genre. Horror genre. Uh, but maybe let's do something like uh, like comedy. Because I'm I'm getting real bummed out. <laughs> it's gorgeous About this whole and it's cinematically intelligent beyond right. all belief, and right. I'm so sad. Yeah, I'm gonna keep on eating comfort food. Yeah, 
Or have a jelly bean. A jelly bean? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, Thank guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.